3: That's not muted us, has it? No. no. <laughs> Hello, everyone, if you can hear us. That <laughs> should have muted us. I don't know why, but anyway.
1: Very posh. Ooh. <laughs> West Cork Beard Company. Make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie For Gooners everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Arsenal videos and podcasts. Download the free Gunners app now from the App Store and Google Play.
3: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Episode number I don't know. I've lost count long time ago hope you're all well hello to everyone in the chat 140 of you in here already goodness me hello to you all hope you're all very well indeed um hope lies being kind or not being too cruel um hope you're not too cold because you're getting a lot of snow over in the uk no snow here just cold rain just cold rain um yeah i'd say you've been wearing that all right for the last few days Means, of course, means the uh, there, he? He, oh, yeah, true. <laughs> a, another disappointing week Um, to be an Arsenal fan. Here we are now to try and help you get over it with a little bit of therapy. Although, I don't think this one's going to be very therapeutic, but we'll see how it goes. Hello to Nigel. Nigel is in the chat doing the moderating. Watch what you're saying, otherwise, you're out.
1: Dan, how are you, sir? very well thanks mate could do with a haircut and a shave to be honest with you but uh we'll uh we'll get there eventually mate but now i'm at my parents again tonight so uh, i've got mr thierry henry behind me again in the background so it's all good and uh yeah i'm i'm trying to keep as positive as i can it's snowing very heavily where i am and i don't like the snow but um i don't you know, like snow <laughs> either it's a pain no. in the tip. oh i'm trying to keep warm mate so um been a weekend of uh, warming up mate i'd say but i'm all good mate how are you i'm all right i suppose i've got a tip for you though dan in the snow all don't right. eat no yellow snow if you're
2: going to eat it make sure it's not yellow <laughs> harry how are you mate yeah not bad much like dan in desperate need of a, a bit of a haircut now um and not enjoying the snow either it's, there's quite a bit here as well and it's a it's a pain in the ass to put it politely. it
3: is i hate it Whole country's come to a bloody standstill, don't know. People, oh no, I'm not going out. I can't. No, I'm not going out. Scout, drive your car. Lee, um, how are you, mate? Are you in need of a shave and a haircut?
0: No, no, I'm all right. I've, um, I'm all right. I don't like this snow neither. I'm. Uh, it's dangerous, cold, and it calls off games of football. But anyway, how are, how are you, Triangle? Are you okay?
3: Triangle,
0: go on. <laughs> Three points. Three points, three yeah. points
1: to the triangle. So, that's all your
0: right, name, is that it? How are you? Yeah, it's all about the three points. You've had a so week, you've you had triangle. How are it's we, a, triangle?
3: Ding dong. It's great. You know what, right? If that <laughs> you can call me triangle, that's that's if you like, three points, that's fine. But you've had a week to come up with a nickname, and all you can come up with is triangle.
0: Yeah. Or, or that, or the three-point turn. No, Let's I'm crack on with anyway, the show, then. I'm, I'm really actually... Uh, do
3: you know what, right? Just to explain to everyone, just before we come on there, Lee was rubbing his hands together. Oh, I've got a new nickname for you! So I was thinking, oh, right. Oh, God, here we go. What's he What's he? What's he come up with?
0: Well, I didn't want to be rude. I think it's quite appropriate. You, triangle. You, know, you Yeah, three points. Three points to a triangle. <sighs> I
3: yes, wish so I had you? some kind of video here that... Put up a fail thing, or you know, you know, oh, I don't know. Anyway, let's crack on, Lee. I come to you first. Arteta on the board expectations of Mikhail Arteta. Um, this was released at quarter to seven. Yeah, this season he is to finish in a respectable position. He is to challenge for the Europa League. He is in to instill a culture at the club. Next season, he has to make the top four. He has to challenge in Europe. No pressure on Arteta for a while. A three-and-a-half-year contract, long-term project. What have you got to say to that?
0: Well, yeah, that's, if, that's, if that's the way they want to go, fair enough. You know, um, so he's, he, um, he's going to foul uh, this season, isn't he? So um, let's make sure that he don't next season. That's how it is mm-hmm. for me. I think that... Um, listen, I, I think you can throw a lot at Arteta's door. Um, I, I, I don't really throw too much at, um, blame on him on Saturday, if I'll be honest. Only the one decision that cost us the game. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I feel for him, you know, the referee decisions have been ridiculous over the last few games. I don't mm. really want to go too much in but they've been ridiculous. You know, I I, I see two penalties yesterday given in the Man City Liverpool game, they're unbelievable, like you know, ridiculous, and ridiculous penalties, really. Like the one on site. Salah was unbelievable, and then and then I see I see um uh, uh Lacazette being pulled down to the ground like that, and nothing done. And then the old uh, the, the greatest thing ever said was when when I think it was um our, our, our friend Walton on the old, I can't think of his name now, and I can't see Peter, so Peter Watton, whatever his name is. Oh, VAR is not there to, to, to get right and wrong decisions. You know, I mean, it's an absolute joke, you mm. know. And I'm going to tell you this now, boys. I don't know how anybody feels. I know Arsenal have been crap this season and it's not been good. No fans in the stadiums and all that. The refereeing decisions and what's going on with VAR and what's being given for penalties, what's not being given for penalties. And, the, the, you know, the diabolical situation where you've got Mike Dean going over to the... to the um. TV screen, and still getting it wrong, mm. I'm starting to get go off football. I'm starting
3: yeah. to go so off So I'm, I'm the same. I'm like, starting not to enjoy it. It's it's, it's know, not
0: enjoyable. Like, you know, so um, and, you know, obviously like, we've got this week coming up now without no without no football for us, because we're out of the FA Cup. You know, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm not really looking forward to those games neither, really, you know, and I, and I just feel that someone's going to get knocked out of the FA Cup this weekend on on a joke decision or something like that. And I just, I'm fed up with it. I'm going to say that I'm fed up with it. I'm going back to Mikel Arteta. Um, I don't know. I, I please if someone can explain to me. <clears throat> What his decision was to bring on Willian on uh, on Saturday, we was right in the ascendancy in that game. I didn't I didn't think we to be honest, guys. I didn't think we was going to score, even though we was banging on the door. I, I, I think if we'd have still been there today. We wouldn't have scored, but no. we was in the ascendancy, and then all of a sudden he took you know uh, Partey went off injured, and from that moment on Villa run all over us so you like they was going to score you know matt ryan made three or four fantastic saves by the way mm. uh, and was the biggest plus out of uh, a, a, a dull dull um drab weekend for us really like and i don't know about you guys but when we play on a f- 12 o'clock kickoff it's now two out of three weeks i think two out of the last three weeks that early kickoff and you lose oh god it's the weekend Is so annoying Done. And then, like you've got games coming up, you don't really look forward to the other games because you've been beaten. Oh, it's a horrible place to lose a game of football twelve thirty on a Saturday. Horrible,
3: it is. Harry, I was sitting here sitting here yesterday, and I was thinking to myself: with <coughs> everything that's going on with the referees and VAR at the moment, do you think this is some kind of protest from the referees that they are that now they're not in charge that they, they can be overturned? We saw Mike Dean's face. I think. When, we, when, he, when he waved away a penalty at the Emirates um, and VAR actually called it back and, and, and the penalty was given and the picture of his face as if to say, oh, right, you know, there's no point in me kind of being here really. Um, is there a bit of that coming into it, do you think? Or am yeah. I just being, you I, know,
2: I, is that just a silly thing to say? Or I don't, I don't think that's what it is. I, I think for me, it's since VAR's come in, what it's done is shone a light on how bad the referees in this country are you know not yeah. any there wasn't a single english referee that went to the last world cup which tells you what they think about the english referees on the continent they they're absolutely useless and and i was commentating on the game um between uh, fulham and west ham at the weekend and when when mike dean went over to the monitor i said to the co-commentator i i said to him you know just p- based on the way he's walking over there he can't wait he cannot wait to get over there have a look he watched the same replay probably a hundred times, the same three-second clip on loop a hundred times before he comes over and and brandishes the red card. And the fact that they're still getting things horribly wrong, you know, for Mike Dean in particular, and I don't condone the abuse he's got on social media and all that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the guy has had to have two of his red cards in the space of a week overturned by the FA If that's not incompetence, then I don't know what is. And how the hell is he still allowed to referee at this level? It's madness that the standard of officiating, instead of getting better, is getting worse. Um, Keith Hackett said it to me the other day that the referees have become lazy because of the introduction of VAR. Well, that's because the implementation of it has been a mess. And when you compare the way they're using it here to the way they're using it in other leagues, in other countries it's no wonder we're falling behind and the Premier League is in danger of going from the most entertaining football league on the planet to becoming an absolute shambles if they don't sort this out quickly
3: I think it will Dan come uh, coming to you mate like like Harry says I don't condone anything like that online online death threats online abuse etc etc but I'm gonna be quite harsh and say it it's been coming Um, the FA have got to now stand up and take note of what's happened Um, and they have got to sort out their officials
1: I think something's got to be done now because death threats I don't ever stick up for it's absolutely disgraceful to have to be sending out death threats to a referee Um, I understand frustration we're all frustrated I still can't understand for the life of me why the Lacazette situation is not a penalty but we have to move on from it but I said earlier on in the year that VAR stands for very awful refereeing and everybody laughed. <laughs> I don't think it is that now. I'm sure it is because that's what I'm seeing week in, week out, Craig, is inconsistent decisions, very awful refereeing. And it seems now that every weekend something happens in a game, in two or three games, and an incident will come up and there'll be a similar incident in another game where it's a completely different decision. You'll get an incident in another game where it will be the one that was before that, and there'll be an incident in another game that was exactly the same as the one that were given. And we're all looking there, scratching our heads now. And I think that they need to come together and protect these referees now. I think that's what they need to do. And to say, look, you are getting slaughtered because of X, Y, and Z. What can we do to help you? Because this can't carry on. This is getting silly now. And the season's already a shambles with no crowds and with, with what's going on with the world. This is making it even more unenjoyable now. You know, there's many, many a game I've seen this season and thought, I'm not enjoying this because there's no atmosphere and no crowd. And the decisions are appalling. And some of them have been absolutely crazy. And I look at the Bednarek situation and the David Lewis situation. No one can explain to me what the hell's going on with those two. I look at the Lacazette one. I cannot understand it. So, what people always do, whether you work in, in business or whether you work outside of football, is why can't you all come together? to make something happen. And that's what's got to happen now. I'm totally with Harry here. Something needs to be done because this is coming on every single game now. There's an incident that happens. And it's not just Mike Dean. None of us are on this. No, podcast. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. But it isn't just Mike Dean. There's so many others and they're all getting it wrong. Something has to be done, Craig. 100% me. Yeah,
3: I mean, we, we talk about just quickly, we'll just talk about a few of those decisions. I mean, you've got Peter Watton on BT Sports telling us that Lacazette fouled... Uh, Martinez. Then you've got Dermot Gallagher yesterday telling us that the one when Saka was clean through was actually a free kick to Aston Villa. <laughs> I mean, like, what games are they watching? I still can't I still can't get over people that tell me that David Lewis deserved to be sent off. I've got Arsenal fans telling me that he, yeah. that, he, that he deserved to get sent off.
1: It wasn't Definitely even a foul. Wasn't. It wasn't even a foul. If he does go okay. for, if they're saying that he needs to go for the ball, and that's the reason he got sent off. If he goes for that, surely it's a tackle from behind, and he gets sent off, does he not? These where... stupid.
3: This is where. Yeah, the, sorry, ho. This is where it's inconsistent. That what, the, what basically what the rule says is, if David Luiz had kicked him into the stands, he'd have got a yellow card.
0: So why hasn't the Sheffield United goalkeeper
2: got sent off? then? this is where this is where if the if the, the lawmakers actually gave a shit about the game and actually wanted to improve the game, they would look at something like that David Luiz uh, incident. They would look at the one that happened to Bednarek on the same night, which was somehow overturned, then ours wasn't. And they would look and realise that the way the law is written is stupid. The fact that it says, if you make an attempt to win the ball... Even if you take the geezer out, that's absolutely fine and you'll only get a yellow card. Mm. There's a loophole because if you don't make a challenge like David Lewis did, you can still f- find yourself sent off. Mm. The Premier League, whoever is <clears> making <throat> the laws, the, the law, sorry, IFAB, the FA, whoever, should have looked at those two situations the other night and used it as an opportunity to rewrite a law that has a massive loophole in it and fix mm. it so that this problem doesn't happen going forward. And I think as Arsenal fans, it'll be di- it's still difficult to take because we were on the receiving end of it. But I don't know about you, lads, but I'd feel a lot better about it if I knew that, yeah, we were unlucky that day, but actually off the back of that, some good has been done in the game and they've actually adjusted it so it's not going to yeah. happen again.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, cause I just don't get the rule. Look, mm. Do you remember when David Luiz got sent off against Chelsea? He made a genuine attempt to play the ball, and he still got a red card.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I think it's changed. So, do you, do you, it's, I don't even it's, know it's, it changed, but yeah, we I, I think it's been a great insight in the referees um, from that from that Peter Walton the other day when he turned around and said, um, "Well, what you have got to do is look at uh, David Luiz. He's a serious offender. A serious offender at this." So, basically, as a referee, he's, he's looking at the um, what the player's history instead yeah. of the actual incident. So, that's a, that, that tells you a lot about the referee's mentality. So, I'm glad that he said that, showing himself right up there. Um, now, I watched a game yesterday, um, Chelsea-Sheffield United. The goalkeeper's come out for the ball, tried to get away from the uh, goalkeeper, uh, the player, um, and he's brought him down. Clear and obvious um, goal-scoring opportunity because he took the ball around him. Not even a yellow card. Not even a word to him, you know. Not, no one going over to say um, to the um, to the monitor or anything like that. And, it, and this is where it's beginning to. Then you get them turn around and say they're not there to um, <clears throat> uh, intervene in, in 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 the in the decisions, you know. So you know, not to make him right or wrong, but they're intervening on on little things like. You know, getting involved yesterday on on the elbow. Now they they yesterday. I can't stand Mike Dean, but they put Mike Dean in a position yesterday where he was right under pressure. Because if you look to the, to the thing with the um uh, when it with the elbow, he's he's seen it. He's actually seen it and done nothing about it, right? But what happens then is he then gets in his ear. Oh, you better go and have a look at that. You know, so now he's gone over there knowing that something's happened. So he's now under pressure to make a decision, like looking at that like and what he, what he sees. Now, for me, if you're watching that game there, you can see it's a total accident and, and it, there's nothing in it, right? But they've made him go over there and they've put pressure on him to make that decision. And then he's come back and he's, he's completely got it wrong. Not only have they made... Um, a pressure under him there. He's also been done three days earlier for the same for another incident. So you know, I mean, talk about putting your man in front of the firing squad and shooting but, him. It's unbelievable.
3: But sh- but surely, Lee, a man of Mike Dean's stature should be able to go over to that screen and say, "Yeah, that was accidental." Yeah, in but, the, yeah, 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 but he's not only by looking that. at yeah, it so. once. Only by looking at it once should Mike Dean see that that was an accident. Well, ultimately,
2: you what you're forgetting ultimately is that Mike Dean has the final say. Right. So once Mike Dean's gone over to that screen, he should have the balls to say, this is my reasons why I think this was an accident. And therefore, I'm not going to I'm not going to show the red card. Mike Dean has the power to do that. You see referees in the Champions League go over, have a look and don't change their minds. You saw it happen in the World Cup as well. It's not for me. That's not an excuse for Mike Dean, Uh, an experienced official to watch the replay 10 times and still get it wrong.
0: And this is my problem about it, This is what I was going to come on to before. before. This is what, I'm, what is the real problem about it, right? We see that after one incident, right? And, but they've made him go and see it. The one on Tierney, when he's elbowed across into the, to the face, which is a 100 times worse than that, whether you think it's a sending off or not, is a 100 times worse than what I see yesterday. They don't even make him go and make that decision. There's nothing wrong with it. They've actually got that referee to go over there and have a look at that. And then when you see the one against Turney, they do nothing about it. That is my problem with that. Why are you getting involved with that and you're not getting involved with that? And that is, you know, and and it's now getting to the stage where I'm thinking to myself, is it because of Arsenal? But I don't want to think that because I, I see... I see yesterday, I don't care how long, if you've not been playing football or not, when that penalty on Man City, when he touches his arm and he falls over like that, it's incredible that no one has turned around and said, you know what, that is a dive. That is not... When you're playing football, there has to be some sort of contact. It's, It's part of the game. You know, like getting in front of people and all that, like you know. Now he's turning around and saying that's a penalty, and then you've got Dermot Gallagher turning around and saying no, that's a foul against it's foul against the Aston Villa player. Yeah. You know, and what it make what it tells you is one, they're incompetent, but two, it's not fact. None of these VR things are facts. It's still an opinion by a by a person, and that is why VAR. Should be got rid of because it's not fact. It's still whether you think that penalty on. We can all sit here and say that that penalty yesterday on the on the Lacazette is a penalty, but it only has to take one person to go. Do you know what? It's not. And I've seen it on Twitter this, over the last couple of days. A few people saying they don't think it's a penalty. So if you've got that person in in there watching that screen, they're not going to give it. So yeah. it's not fact, is it? It's opinion.
3: But surely, I mean. If even if a VAR, I mean, for that penalty, there now we've got, I mean, we, there's an Aston Villa fan in the chat there. Um, good evening to you and welcome. Thanks for coming along. Um, obviously, uh, as an Aston Villa fan, he doesn't think it's a penalty. Um, but surely, even surely, the VAR person should say to the ref, Look, something's happened here in the box. There's been a bit of a tangle up. I'm not too sure on it. Do you want to go and have a look at it? Surely that's how far it should be. You know, if I was on fire, I'd be saying there has been a bit of a tangle up there. I'm not too sure. You're the referee. Do you want to see it? Do you know? And if he says no, I don't want to see it. And if he says yes, yeah, I do want to see it. then they play it to him, and then he can make his mind up. Because ultimately, it is you're rightly. Ultimately, it is the referee's decision.
0: Ultimately, I know it's Aston Villa as well. I, I watched Grealish win a header yesterday and get booked for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's not just giving a guy ago oh, saying it's protect it is the whole you know, and he's looking around and going, I've just won it now. Arsenal, right, in fact, could have took that free kick and scored. Do so they go back then and say, Oh no, you got it wrong because you he should have been the other way for the head? It's mm. pathetic, it's yeah. a pathetic way yeah. of using it, and it's ruining this game that I happen to love, whether it's Arsenal, yeah. Aston Villa, or whatever.
3: It's just, yeah, yeah, four, yeah. yeah, we make, four. yeah. We must make that quite clear. I mean, obviously, we're being a little bit biased there because we're Arsenal fans and we're talking about situations um, that arise uh, while watching Arsenal. But, of course, Southampton fans, West Ham fans, Villa fans, you know, we're, we're, as they say, we're all in it together. Um, so, Harry, let's... not really much point talking about the Wolves game, really. 1-0 um, cruising, get done by a stupid refereeing decision and, of course, the only way is down after that. Um, The Villa game, mate. What, were you, what
2: What's your take on the Villa game? Obviously, disappointment is the overriding feeling because I didn't think on the day that Aston Villa necessarily deserved to beat us. Um, a lot of people pointed to the saves that Matty Ryan made and, and he made some good ones. Um, but ultimately, uh, most of those opportunities came Villa's way when Arsenal were throwing bodies forward in the second half, trying to find a way back in. You know, it's it's one stupid moment from Cedric, um, who, to be fair to him, has been pretty good up until now, deputising at left back. So it was, it feels like I don't want to stick the boot in too much on Cedric because he's doing a difficult job playing on the wrong side, and he's done it for the most part well. But once you start a game like that, it's very very difficult after that, especially against a team like Aston Villa who enjoy playing on the counter attack. You know, I thought. Credit needed to go to Aston Villa as well, in particular Tyrone Mings, who was an absolute war at the back. How many blocks and last-ditch tackles did he make for Aston Villa? So, overriding feeling, obviously, of disappointment. Feel like we should have got more from the game than we did. Um, It just didn't happen for us in the final third. And I can't really look at Mikel Arteta for that because he picked the team I'd have picked. Um, There were some questions around a couple of the substitutions. Obviously, the Thomas Partey one was enforced. The decision to bring Willian on, not sure I I particularly agree with it, but I disagree when Judge said earlier that that cost us the game. It didn't cost us the game because we weren't going to score and it wasn't because of Willian. And then the other one that I would probably ask questions about was the decision to take off Lacazette and bring on Aubameyang. Aubameyang throughout his career has carried a goal for it, but for me in this system, when he plays centre-forward, he is a passenger. He does he offers nothing. He doesn't drop deep and get involved in the play. Um, you know, Ian Wright actually pointed out on Match of the Day, and I like Ian Wright, but I thought what he was saying was, was nonsense. He was talking about Lacazette dropping too deep, and he kept moaning about it, and he was saying, you know, there was a lack of movement up front. That's why Lacazette is in the team and Aubameyang isn't in that centre-forward role, because he does do that, and he leaves spaces in behind him for the likes of Emile Smith-Rowe and Saka and Pepe to cut in and to drive into. That's how those players get into good positions because Lacazette drops deep, brings defenders with him, and that creates the spaces in behind. That's how we got Aubameyang free, if you remember, in the cup final when the centre-forward dropped deep and Aubameyang could run in behind. So you saw that when you take that out of our team, we, we create nothing. We create literally nothing. So I wasn't happy with that with Aubameyang coming on up top. I understand why he did it. Aubameyang's goal record throughout his Arsenal career has been exemplary. So, you know, you always feel that he could pop up with a goal at any given moment. But those are just a couple of things I wasn't completely happy with. But to blame it on Mikel Arteta, I think is harsh. I still think the performance was better than some of the performances we were seeing prior to the Chelsea game. And I think you look at the Wolves game and the way things happen there, you look at some of the decisions we didn't get on Saturday. I think it's important to just detach yourself and look at the level of performance, which is consistently better now under Mikel Arteta than it was before Christmas. And that's the most important thing for me. Hmm.
3: Dan, a lot of people are talking about this substitution, about bringing Willian on and and this, that and the other. Now I didn't agree with it either, um, bringing him onto the pitch, but I will play devil's advocate and say, People are roaring for Martinelli to come on. Um, a young kid who's just come back from a long term. He's just coming back from a long term injury. Um, played against Man United. Didn't really set the ground alight. Um, what What are you saying about that? Do you? Look, I don't agree with the Williams substitution. But then I don't. I don't really agree with bringing Martinelli on either. To be honest.
1: When I saw Party injured, who I'm going to nickname Abu Dhabi, if this carries on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw him come off and I thought oh, that's a shame but at least Sabayos is on the bench sort of thing got Sabayos or Martinelli one of the two Yeah, yeah. and on That brings on Willian and I thought what's he doing now the board's gone up and I just he just deflate and I don't mind so much if there's a game plan behind it or if there's absolutely nothing else for him to do but I looked at it and I thought you're forcing this guy into the side there's no justification for why he's playing we all sat there and said, What the hell is he doing? Um and he came on with shocking again, and it's like a shock, isn't it? It's our going, it's a shame he had a bad game. He's had a shocking game mm. since games, run a game since Fulham on the start of the season. He's been absolutely dreadful. So so deflating. And I have to ask the question, because I don't think everybody agrees with me on this one, but I certainly do. I don't think this manager rates Martinelli. I said it, mate. I, I am yeah, didn't um, I say it when I when when we yeah, didn't I say it
3: um, a few weeks back about him not fancying him uh, when, he when he was and coming
2: when he he came he back started, from injury? He started him against Man oh, United. Right. He started oh, him against Man United.
1: Yeah. But and took yeah. him
2: off at half-time. Yeah, exactly. bit, but, but he yeah. took him off Brilliant. at half-time Brilliant. and the team improved. Involved, right? The team improved after he took him off, so it wasn't the wrong yeah. decision.
1: But pe- people say he's wrapping him up in cotton wool and that might be the fact. It might be that he absolutely loves him and he needs, you know, him to, to get fully fit. He might not be 100% fit. I don't know. I'm not behind the scenes. But evidence would suggest over well, the last year or how long is it? Is it 14 months that he's been here now? He's hardly used the lad when he was fit um, before he got this injury. He hardly used to lose him. And I asked this question about Eddie and Ketia getting this time when Arteta, are just throwing Eddie on, throwing Eddie on. I don't see him throwing Martinelli on. If he's not fit, don't put him on the bench if he ain't ready yeah. to play. I have to agree, yeah. It means that he needs more time. So that was what I thought of the substitution. Um, I slightly agree and disagree with Harry, actually, because I think that the Lacazette situation, um, the reason that he plays him is obviously because of the stuff that Harry talks about, which I actually think Lacazette is good at. But when you do drop, you need somebody to read the game with him to get into the box, because we didn't have any striker for the whole of that game. Mm. Uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang—they just weren't playing up front. I just didn't. I mean, Aubameyang was—he was—he was standing on Martinez. That was all I ever saw him do. Didn't get involved at all. And Lacazette was standing next to Chaka for most of the game, so we had no kind of outlet really. Um, really poor from Lacazette, if I'm honest with you. So I could kind of understand. Go on, Lee.
0: No, no, go on, go on. I'll, I'll wait after you, after you finished.
1: Oh, um, no. <laughs> and the last, the last thing I was going to say about that was just that. Right at the end, where we seem to have about 15 strikers on, everybody was clustered. No one knew where they were playing. It was a bit of a, you know, when you're at Sunday league, it's like everyone up top for the last minute, have a laugh. We're all going out, and get drunk afterwards. That was what it was for me. It was actually quite funny. It's like no one knows where they're playing. Erdegaard had that great chance where he leant back, and that was such a shame because that was a really good chance and it could have been a different story. But I just didn't see anything from the manager at all in that game to make me understand the game plan. You've got to take into consideration that if there was a game plan, then perhaps 76 minutes, in, a second, sorry, into the game, it changes yeah. because Cedric puts an absolutely a horrendous pass to Gabriel. I see people blaming Gabriel for that. I thought, really? How <laughs> was he supposed to do with that? Yeah. Cedric passed it to the, to the lads. So when they went 1-0, I thought, oh, that's just what we need. But the only positive we'll say, Craig, is we looked upgraded on Runnerson because Matt Ryan, I oh. thought he was outstanding. Mason, really, really, good. So, yeah. I want to be positive. I don't want to start getting all doom and gloom. But it was poor. It was poor again, and I'm starting to run out of patience, and it's, it's stressing me out. You know, this this season, it really is. Lee,
0: yeah, my, my big worry, and it is a big worry for me when we we talk about Mikel Arteta. If it's gonna, if he, if he. If it, if we're going to lose Martinelli because of him, then I, then it's bye I, I, I want I want you gone. I want you gone because Martinelli has got much better future at Arsenal than than Arteta. So, um, but I'm saving grace on it a little bit. But I just want to put put you into Martinelli's shoes at this moment in time. When people say, "Oh, he's coming back from fitness and whatever," like yeah, for the last week and ten or ten days, Bamiang. Has been away and not trained once. He's been off, you know, through through family issue, right? So he comes back, and we're playing Wolves. We're one nil. Uh, we're we we're, we're we're down to ten men. What we're going to do? Two one down. We're down to ten men, right? Um, I'm I'm looking at it. Yeah, he's going to bring a Bamiang on. Yeah, you know, but the last time we went down to ten men and scored a goal, you know, I was at Chelsea when I ran fifty yards. This is the sort of thing I can do. But I got it. Abemang's a goal scorer and all that. He comes on against Wolves. Bamiang. does absolutely nothing, not a thing. So the next game, I'm sitting here, where we need a goal now. He brings Abameyang again. I'm now thinking to myself, what have I got to do?
3: Yeah. To
0: get what have I got to do to get some sort of minutes when he's do you know? He ain't been playing well. And then to make it all, the to make to make it even worse, right, okay, Aubameyang's gone on, fair enough, like, but we need a goal. We've got to come on now, surely, like, you know what I mean? and comes up, just, no, 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 you stay there, son. I'm bringing Willian on. I'll be up to my agents this morning saying to him, like, no, I think I need to get out of here, mate, because this manager does not rate me. And that is my big worry about Martinelli. Whether you think he's a good player or not, does this manager rate me because i've seen abemeyne come straight back in over me which you can understand goals guy. if i was playing i think yeah i can understand that but i'm not i'm not getting the willian thing i'm not understanding it he took me off at half time whether you think it was the right decision or not who knows we could have played better in the second half with with martinelli we might have even won the game with martinelli no one knows it's it's it's, it's the way it is take on harry's point that we did look a little bit better when uh, Williang came on. But did he contribute in that to win us the game? No, we ended up drawing the game nil-nil. But he could have been the match winner in that game. He could have picked his game up. Now, I've seen players like Yang, I've seen Saka. And I can tell you this now. I see Smith Rowe have a poor gut first half. Not be dragged off, be given the opportunity to put it right. Why is this kid not being given the opportunity to put it right? These are all the things that be going through my mind. Like, you know... And I'm sorry, like, you know what I mean? Bamiang, the last two games, he's come on as a substitute. It's just been a waste of a substitution. You can yeah. forget about whatever you want. Well, I'm a big fan of Bamiang, You know what I mean? What he's doing. This season, if he was, if he was signed this season, Bamiang, we'd be calling him out just as much as William. But the reason we're not is because he's got credit in the bank. But his performances from day one have not been good enough for Arsenal Football Club. Not been good enough.
3: Harry, do you think it's a, a case of, um, you know, we've got a lot of talented players, um, but have we really got the players that can come off the bench and make an impact?
2: It's it's a hard one because you've got to remember that when when um, William was brought on the other day, we basically didn't have a midfield on the pitch anymore. He left Granite Xhaka in there. On yeah, his I mean, he he, he yeah.
0: should have brought on Sabahis. That's my yeah.
2: opinion. It, that that was that was the thing that I found a little bit strange, and I don't know if Mikel Arteta in his head was thinking, if Willian comes on, Willian can potentially give us something going forward, but can also tuck in a bit but more. Why, Harry? Why is Martinelli. he thinking
0: that when he's not
2: done it? I, I, I don't know. know. I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just I'm just speculating if that was, about what if might do. You'd be doing your blatant pieces, but as well, and then the Martinelli thing. You're saying he's not getting a chance. You're talking about him now competing in a position, competing for a position with the club captain who all of us celebrated giving a massive contract to in the summer. All of us were delighted that he stayed. It's not happened for him this season. But if you're Mikel Arteta, are you going to drop Aubameyang for Martinelli? If he if he did dropped Aubameyang, then the same people that were moaning about the money that Messer Ozil was getting would be on the case now. Of, uh, of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. So, I, I think he's, Arteta feels a loyalty, in my opinion, to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang because of the fact that he stayed, that he committed oh, his that. future. I
0: do get that.
2: And and that's why Martinelli, who has publicly said himself, by the way, that he prefers to play on the left than at centre-forward. That is why Martinelli's not getting as much game time because he doesn't want to pick him ahead of Aubameyang, I think. That's my opinion. In terms of players coming off of the bench and you know the the selections on the left wing. I, I think it's being really harsh digging out Mikel Arteta right now about those selections because Nicolas Pepe's played there for the last couple of weeks, and I think he's on the best run of form we've yep. seen him uh, produce since he's joined the club. So it's harsh to pick him to dig him out on that. You've also got to think when you're playing with a left foot, right footed left back, who's always going to cut inside. You probably need a left footed player on the left flank, so you've got that variation and. Martinelli's right-footed, so that wouldn't work. That would give you two players that want to cut inside and no width. So that's another potential reason why he's not playing. I just think the performances of the team overall are okay at the minute. And so I think that if we're digging out one substitution and and suggesting that's the reason that we didn't win the game on Saturday, I think we're nitpicking. I really do.
0: Do Harry, do you think that? This is a question I can ask you this one as well, Craig. You know, now that... um... We're all we're all agreeing top four's gone now. We 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 you know we're holding our hands up can we all hold our hands up there, Craig that we've now conceding that night, you know? Yep, yep uh, so- no, I think
1: we'll get it. I think we'll get
0: it. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> <laughs> why, wouldn't, wouldn't it be, uh, why why don't we just experiment a little bit in the Premier League? We're not going to get what we want. I'd I'll, I'll stick Martinelli up front. Uh, how, the, how,
2: like, hold on, hold on, judge. How can he experiment when then everybody, like, like we're doing now, comes out and moans about one substitution? There's no, a well, fucking we're, meltdown we're, because they brought Willian on the pitch. So you oh, had a meltdown oh, about oh, William oh, coming on, and oh, now, oh, now oh, you're oh, going to oh, sit there oh, and tell oh, me oh, why don't oh, he just experiment?
0: No, no, because if we'd have beaten Will... Why don't we put Renarsen up front as well? If we'd have beaten Wolves and beaten Aston Villa, like, you have to if you want to get to top four, right? Yeah, they, they, we had to win those two games to get to top four. Seven points, you said. We've got one, right? Okay, we had to get there. It's gone there. So, I don't see, like, you, you know, we've got Manchester City in between the games against Benfica. You know what I mean? Look, let's play all the players against Manchester City and, and risk the game against... But Benfica, like, the, the Europa League is, is the last chance we've got of doing anything, in my opinion there, like. so. So, for me... I'd play. I'd play Martinelli, the, the future of our, our our team up front. I'll give him a little run up front. So, he, he doesn't, doesn't, want, to want, to, he doesn't he want
2: to play there. He doesn't want to play there. He said it. Well, t- he Martinelli does, does it? not want to play centre forward.
0: When did he tell you that? Did he,
2: has he got on the phone and said to you that? <laughs> he said it. He said it in many interviews. If you uh, put those glasses on a bit more often and had a read now and again instead of just just Twitter. But you <laughs> wouldn't you want Martinelli to play in the Europa League then? If it, you know, if he's
0: it, it, not going to play him in the Europa. That's what I'm saying. He prefers to play Willian. You know what I mean? Like you know, uh, that, he, he, whatever you say. Like I'll, I'll tell you about Mikhail Archer I'm not criticising Mikhail. Like I'm just saying on things that he has favor. That's my criticism of hmm. him. Why does he keep going to Willian? Like, you know what I mean? When when he's continued to let the team down. Why does he continue to keep playing Bellerim when everybody's turning around and saying that he's not good enough? Like, Pepe, I'm not going to say this now. I think it's a real key game for Pepe. He's had three really good games for Arsenal. In the last three games, I think he's done really well. He's had one bad game. Let's see if Mikel Arteta has the faith to say, all right, you've had one bad game. We'll we're, we're, uh, we're keep faith with you. Or will he drop him? You know what I mean? This is the little things that I'm saying, like, you know what I mean? I like, I think at the end of the day, Pepe shouldn't be dropped for the next game because, do you know what? He's had one bad game out of four. Give him a go. You know, Saka had a poor game. Ain't going to drop him. But, like, you know, these are the little things I'm saying about uh, uh, Mikel Arteta. And I think that that's where you've got a, a, my questions with it. For, for me, I, I'm with Dan on this. I, I, I can go on about injuries and all that, like. This, listen, this is a guy... When it comes to... The game of go- when you go down to ten men, what you need is someone that's going to pick the ball up, run with the ball, beat two or three players and get you up the field. Exactly what he did against Chelsea, right? A ain't gonna do that, but he chuck he puts him on in front of him like that. That's my feel, you know. Why why is he not playing this? And I am not I'm not interested, right? I'm not interested when people keep saying, Oh, he's coming back from a long term injury. He continues to bay Bellerin. On a long-term injury. He's playing all the time. Long-term injury. (laughs) Still plays Bellerin every game. What's this come up here like? What's come up here?
3: That's that's what uh, Martinelli sent Harry in the post.
2: Oh, was it? And this is from where? Who from? It's an interview that Martinelli gave. It's been published in the paper where he said that he feels his best position is wide and Arteta doesn't. So where, did, where, where does Mikel think his best position is in? As a centre, apparently he says I, that he's a
0: forward. I tend to agree with uh, uh, Mikel on this one. I think at this moment in time, a little bit like Thierry Henry, learn your, get your games out wide. When I when I first played, when I was in a side, I, I, I going to now, to be
3: me, honest, yeah, I'm going to
0: play you out wide. I'm going to play you out wide first, right? so that you can get used to the pace and everything like that. And then I, when, when I feel you're ready, I'm going to bring you into the middle. like You know what I mean? And that's what happened with me. And uh, and I, I thought, well, I don't like, you know I mean? I prefer to be up front or down the middle or whatever. Eventually got used to the, the, the pace of the game and that brought me up. I think, like, you know, Thierry on me is the same. And I do long-term see But we have to realise he's 19, 20 years of age. And I think maybe just um, it is on, the, on, on that side. I don't know. But for me, I think... If I'll be honest, the second one, I, I think if you sat down with Mikel Arteta, right, guys, and said to him at the beginning of the season, where do you see him playing? I don't think you would have said wide right no, of a three. So I don't know if that sort of changes plans with Martinelli or whatever. I, I
2: don't know. It, it is a good point that Lee raises,
3: though, Harry. It is a good point that he raises.
2: No, it, it is a good point. And what, the point I was trying to make previously was that Martin, we can look at Martinelli and think he's a centre-forward, but... If Martinelli's adamant that he wants to play on the left wing, which is what he's saying, and he's, uh, has always said throughout his career, then that means Mikel Arteta dropping his captain, who he's just spent the whole summer persuading to That's stay a good point. and yeah. giving him a contract and all of that. And it, what, the point I made earlier was that if we're talking about Martinelli wanting to play from the right and Pepe's not doing it and Willian's not doing it, it's easier for him to bring him into the side. But right now, to bring him into the side where Arteta thinks is best, he has to literally snub his captain because his captain is not doing it through the middle. So that that's the issue here. And that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. When people are outraged and saying it's because he doesn't rate him at all, I don't think it's that. Maybe he doesn't rate him as highly as Emery did. But for me, it's just that he doesn't see him playing on the left-hand side and he doesn't want to displace Aubameyang, who he only feels can play on the left-hand side.
3: Dan, what do you say about that? I mean, the boys said they, they, you know, they they raised they raised both raised good points. Um, I, think
1: we, I think we've missed uh, we've missed one of the biggest points. We wouldn't be talking about trying to use Martinelli if our three most expensive forwards in the league. I think we've got the three most expensive. Yeah, forwards could score a goal. Yeah. Could yeah, scoring goals. I mean, Aubameyang was sixty million, Lacazette was fifty, and Pepe was seventy-two million, and we can't get a goal. So I think that we need to look at that. And I kind of agree with what um, what Lee said. I think, no personally, you just you you play who deserves to play, and um, that's where I believe um, Martinelli deserves to get the chance because when he was fit, um, he was one of our better players. He was one of the exciting ones to watch. He was enthusiastic. He was kind of linking up with the likes of um, some of those front men, and I think that with Saka and Smith Rowe now. You've got similar players with the tenacity and the and the kind of enthusiasm, um, which was actually benefiting Lacazette. To be fair, of the last few games, I kind of sat back really over the last couple of weeks and thought to myself, right, let's just only look at what I'm seeing presently. Let's not talk about what Arteta's going to do in five years when he's going to be the best manager on the planet or what he's done previously because it's in the past. Let's look at what I'm seeing present, and I saw a style of play for the first time in the last three games, and. It looked like we were going backwards on at the weekend to me because I didn't see that style of play. I didn't see that kind of high press. I didn't see the kind of triangle passing that was just so effective uh, in the previous games. And that disappointed me because I was really hoping to swallow my words and say, finally, I'm seeing a style of play. I can now say, what's our style? I can tell you now. No one could tell me before, but I can now. Um, the playing out from the back was working. The high press, the triangle passing against um, Southampton and the Wolves in the first half was absolutely beautiful to watch. It was exciting. I got it. I was like, yes, finally, is. Proving to me that he has an idea of what he's doing, and then he goes back to his old ways and his same mistakes with substitutions, and I'm clueless again. And I'm thinking, come on, like what is actually happening here moving forward? And I can't budge two things: our current league position, and the fact that we rested players to go out of a competition for this. Mm-hmm. And those two things really annoy me about the, the manager. He, he,
2: obviously, he obviously didn't sit there. He obviously didn't sit there and go oh, well, you know, I'll um, I'll rest the players for Southampton in the Cup and then, it, you know, we'll, we'll lose to Wolves anyway. Obviously, that, that wasn't the, the plan. I'm not know. saying
1: that, Harry. What I'm saying is rotate by all means, because you need to. 100% agree. That's one thing me and you do re- agree on. We need to rotate for those games. But don't rotate and go out of the Cup. Rotate for the league game. That's my opinion, because I don't think we ever top four was never on. I know you guys were trying to be optimistic and try and believe, and I respect you for that. I admire you for it. You're a lot more optimistic than me, but it ain't worked out, and now we look like fools because we've gone out the Garibald Cup, the FA Cup, and we could be 13th if the league games don't go our way. That is a sackable offence. I'm sorry, it is.
2: If that was Unai Emery, Harry, you would be going, get this clown out the club. I would, but there's a difference. There's a massive difference. The difference is Unai Emery has, would have come in, or did come in as an experienced manager on the European scene. So for me, he doesn't get more leeway than Mikel Arteta. He's somebody who was brought in because of his previous and because of his experience at the the highest level. And so he shouldn't get as much leeway. The second thing is, I think Unai Emery took Arsenal backwards by the time he left. And so the size of the job, in my opinion, became bigger when Arteta took it. Add to that the fact that Arsenal as a football club offered Unai Emery a two-year contract with the option of a third year, but gave Mikel Arteta a a three-and-a-half-year deal straight away. That suggests to you that the club also recognised that this is a longer-term thing and it's going to take more time, hence why he got the longer deal. I I wrote a piece about it today, and we were having arguments about it, right, with some people at work about whether there has been progress, whether there hasn't been progress. And what I wanted to do was sit down and put together something that makes the case to say there has. And what I have found doing that, and and really looking at things in detail, is that so had the there has, nothing. <laughs> that there, there has been pro, there has been progress. Sometimes, though, it's not always crystal clear, and I accept that. I accept that it's not crystal clear. When you look at the league position, when you look at some of the displays, I accept that there people have a right to question Mikel. I'm not saying that nobody should question him. There are decisions he's made that have been wrong. But if you look a bit deeper, if you look beyond the league position, if you look at the level of performance of late, if you look at the development of some some of the players, not all of them, some of them, if you look at the style of play, our defensive record, there are signs as well that we're going in the right direction, slowly and more slowly than we'd all like. But it is there. I, I do think, I genuinely do, you, do believe Do you
1: think, goes. though, Harry, let me ask you this, right? Do you think, looking back at... Let's take you right back to when we beat Fulham 3-0, Yeah. Beat Fulham 3 0. Things were on the up. We just won the FA Cup. We signed Thomas Party and Gabriel. Everybody was saying top four is our aim. We've got to be pushing for this. So after that game, if I said by February, we'd be out for both cups, have Benfica in the Europa League, and be potentially between 10th and 13th, would I bet all of us on here back then would have gone, oh, Arteta won't we'll be our manager. He'd we'll be sacked. We'll get someone else in.
2: No, I, I wouldn't no, have said he'd be sacked no. because I wouldn't. If, 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 you You expect it's us like, to be about 10th, 13th? It's like, it's like the Frank Lampard thing at Chelsea, right? If you hire someone who is a rookie, and, and Frank Lampard was as well. We'd only done a year at Derby before he ended up at a big club like Chelsea. If you hire a rookie, you do that understanding and accepting that it's going to take them time, right? You you know that when you do the job. If you wanted to just plug a hole when you hired the, net, the manager, you would have gone and got Sam Allardyce because you're, you're looking at the longer term. So as a football club, if you're looking at the longer term, and you hire this guy, then it's pointless if you're not going to then let him have the time. You know, if we had appointed Mikel good Arteta good. to sack him 12 months later, what was the point in hiring him in the first you make, place? Well, you, make I,
1: you make a good point. Sorry, Greg, just one last for no, me. go one, on, mate. Go for it, you make, you make a good point, H. You do, mate. You do, 100%. They, that, is the ball, that is why I'm against... I was against it in the first place, if I'm honest, because I wanted to have an experienced manager. I want an Ancelotti or a Simeone, somebody like that, right? Right at the start. I never wanted this guy, right? But they've That's decided... Yeah, and they've decided, and I don't hate my Arteta. I'll get this out on my head. I don't hate the guy. Yeah, he played for the club and he's trying his best. I don't hate the guy. He's doing what he thinks is right. He's doing his best. I don't think his best is good enough. And that's my opinion. I might be wrong and hope he makes me eat my words because I want to see us be successful under this manager. But when it comes to it, I think that the board and the owners are, are happy with this. They're happy. They don't care where we finish. But I personally feel like the fan base at the start of this season whether you were Arteta in or Arteta out, would have said that come February, we could have been 13th. They wouldn't have thought, that sounds about right. That sounds about where we're at. I'm sorry, no. Why did we sign party and no, Gabriel? Why no, did we no, sign I, I, wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say that would sounded
3: about right. No, of course not. No one so was no yeah. Can we
1: agree that Arteta's underachieving?
3: Well, it, it depends on what way you're looking at. If you look at it like me... I was very... You you look at, you go back to the tweet the day Mikhail Arteta was announced. I tweeted out, very underwhelmed by this appointment. But that's th- that's who they've given the job to. Do you know? So my way of looking at it is, I was underwhelmed with the appointment. But my way of looking at it is, if you'd have said to me, oh, in February, we'll be 10th or 13th, my, you know, I wouldn't have said, oh, well, we'll, well, he'll get sacked then. Because I understand and I've tried to say it so many times on it, I understand, like Harry, that this is—it is it is going to take time. And going back to the point about what Harry said about Unai Emery only getting a two-year contract with an option for a third, and they've given Arteta a, three point, a three-and-a-half-year contract straight out, Lee, I think it's because the, the job went out to all those other managers. I truly believe that the job went out to all those managers, but they turned us down.
0: I don't believe that. I, I think that they wanted Mikel Arteta for, for this project. And that's what they tried a little bit before. And if they didn't get him, they went down the Arteta route like that. And that's my opinion, you know. Uh, I, I think Harry makes a good point. He does make a good point that it is a long-term project. But in that long-term project, you have got to see some sort of um, improvement. And this is the argument that we're saying. Harry's saying there's been an improvement slightly and all that. They're, they're, and I think that defensively there is, but Dan comes up with a fantastic point. £50 million pound striker, £60 million pound striker, £72 million pound striker, and we're not getting the best out of those players. Now, that is a worry. He hasn't got the players. He, he
1: hasn't got the players. That's all we keep hearing. Now, some of the businesses... Well, we, well, have, we have I'm, sorry.
0: I'm, I'm sorry. He's got I'm sorry. David, David Moyes has got to fifth with Antonio as his striker, right? So the, the, don't don't start going on to the players. You know what I mean? It's like always the players this, the players that. Other teams have got less players than us and are doing better than us. Now, Everton have got um, uh, Calvin lewin No one else scores their goals for them. A lot higher than us. You know, Aston Villa were one from bottom of the league last season. They've spent in the transfer window from three or four players challenging for Europe. So don't tell me it can't be done because it can be, and we always keep saying, "Oh, let's go for another window, let's go and that." No, get it done now. Now I understand what we're saying is because of poor management, not by Matt, not by Emery, by the way, by the recruitment has put us with one hand tied behind our back, and that's something that Mikel Arteta's got to sort out. Well, he's going to have that to. In the summer. Now, it's no good saying where we're going to go with this. but this is where the key is going to be, where I think that you will then be right or wrong, um, triangle. This is where you'll be right or wrong. Okay. Is if they do not back this man in the summer,
3: right? That's what I was just about to
0: then, say, yeah. Then, I, I reckon they've gone to other managers and not got it like that. But if they back Mikel Arteta, and I mean backing, giving the players that he feels... He's going to win because at this moment, he's saying, oh, I haven't got these players to do that. Well, so if you was a good coach, you'd work around with what get a system with the players you've got. But I understand it's a project. So we're going to go down the project route. If he doesn't get backed in the summer or sorry, if he gets backed in the summer, then we know that they are back in this project and we'll expect to see something. And now all of a sudden. We we've got an inexperienced manager. We're going to put we're going to pile loads of pressure on him then because he's spent the money and all that. Like this is my worry, and then it can all go tits up. and but then there's a flip to side. A manager.
3: There is a flip side to that then as well. If it's a three and a half year project, then he's got to be backed. And if he's not backed in the summer, then we can't blame right, exactly. him.
2: We he's can't. not even had a full season yet. I know, he's I know. But what I'm saying year.
3: is, Harry, if he's not backed in the summer, and we find ourselves in this position again,
2: it's, he can't he, he can't take. The amount of blame he's taken this season. You can't. But also as well, going into this summer, things are gonna be a lot tighter than usual because of mm. everything that's going on in the world. And it, it's so easy to sit there and say, you know, they've got to back him. They've got what 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 constitutes backing him? Judge, in your opinion, what does what sort of you, money what, what, is right. backing
0: him? Right. This is where I don't think Arsenal are backing anybody. This is where I think Arsenal are useless, right? Because you've got Lacazette going into a year of his contract. You've got Eddie going into a year of their contract, right? So all of a sudden, you've got the club, right, in January like they have this year, getting rid of players, getting rid of their contracts, going for free six months earlier than what they have done, right? Yeah? You agree? Right? So if you was Lacazette and all that now, like you're thinking, oh, hold on, I think I'll hold around till January and then I'll get my contract and I can go and sign somewhere else. What they should be doing is backing Mikel Arteta now and saying, "Right, Lacazette, we get rid of now, uh, and try and get as much money as we can." Or uh, and the same with Eddie to back it to get the new man in to get the centre forward they need. Now it's going to be tough with with the pandemic and all that. Like, I mean, I get that, but hopefully things will be a little bit more better in the summer and we can get get our man that what we want. Back the manager. I'm not saying listen. I don't think necessarily you have to spend £60, £70 million pounds on players because if you do that, look at what you get with with um, with Pepe. Get proven quality Premier League players like Liverpool have and you go mm. down that route.
3: Absolutely now, correct.
0: I, I, and, and that's what I'm saying with backing. I'm not saying that... Look, listen, you can turn around and say uh, about backing, right? Do you think Chelsea... Back Lampard because they spent two hundred million. Now the backing that Lampard should have had is when, the, like, when, the, when it got the, it got a bit tough. Was then you back him? Now they're a different thing. I don't think just throwing money at it means backing a manager. You know what I mean? Like I, Mikel Arteta at this moment in time, Harry is saying, which you 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 know it as well. Is saying I haven't got the players to 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 implement implement my style. Right, so you can go right all those you want. Like I can say I can name three three. Players that you could go and get Zaha uh, um, at Crystal Palace, you know what he's going to do. Besumar at uh, Brighton, you know what I mean, like and a centre half where you've you've even got Saliba who's who's doing some some bits at um, what's the name now. Three players a right back go and get the one from Brighton or or Max Aaron's at, at Norwich, and all of a sudden then you've got the things that you need, you know. And obviously we need a backup left back from somewhere. It ain't. That much, and then, and then I, then I, am going to be honest with it now. Chuck all the money, at a big class centre forward, whether it be like hurt Haaland or somebody like that. That's what you back. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't care what anybody says. If we had a top class striker at this moment in time, we would get those chances again. We, we yeah. take that look at the chances that we're getting, shots on goal, fifteen, to, on target two. That's poor, Harry. That's yeah, got to be I completely that's agree. Not down for Mikel. I completely that's
2: not down agree. For Mikel Arteta. No, it's not. And I completely agree. But then on, on the one hand, people are saying we've got the most expensive front three in the league, and Mikel is not getting the best out of him. And then they're moaning that, that those players are not scoring goals and not taking the chances. The fact of the matter is, they're the most expensive front three in the league because a previous regime overpaid for him. That's not Mikel Arteta's fault. And, and no, it's all good I, saying I, I, it's all good so saying out and get this get guy. Yeah, yeah. Them, But but that takes time. Get rid of them. That yeah. takes time. You're looking at like, for example, you're saying go and get Bisuma go and get Tarek Lamptey, go and get Haaland. You know, you're talking about big money deals there. You know, Brighton are a Premier League club, right? They're going to demand a Premier League premium for their most important central midfielder. They, they've they got a right back on their books that they know half of Europe is looking at at the moment. Right. It's not going to come cheap. Balligan, you're about giving him a chance. It could be. It could save us millions. Maybe he could, but if he doesn't, we've said this. We've had this debate before. If he doesn't want to commit his future to the club, if I was the manager, I wouldn't pick him either. If he's not signing a contract and he's he could walk I away for free in a couple if of
0: Eddie and Eddie is getting in front of me, Harry. And, and that's that's the point. You've got to make these players want to sign. You've got to make them want to give him give him a carrot to, to dangle. Well, at the moment, all he sees is Eddie getting chances and him not. You know, what I mean, that's that's I'm, 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 we can go on about that all the time. Mm. That is, that is, you know, I, I agree with you. At the end of the day, the reason the Bamiang, for instance, we've we, we got held to a gun with him because we didn't do the business a year before and get him signed up or sell him. We could have, you know, I mean, these are the things. What we've done was we let it go down to a year's contracts, and and we're still not learning our lesson, Harry. Because no, I am sick of this
3: of- this retirement fund. We seem to be that we seem to be. I mean, like it's the same with Mercer Oswald. He was probably at his best few games before he signed his contract. Signed his contract and went missing. Same with Aubameyang. Won us the FA Cup single-handedly. Kept it, you know, and 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 now he's just he's just not firing at all. I'm I'm sick of this retirement home FC um, thing going on. I'm with you, know, Lee. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, mate. About get rid of him then. If he. If like Harry says they, they come from a they come from a previous regime if he can't get them to score goals or they don't want to play under him or they don't like the way he's playing then leave go sell them
2: Yeah but th- but this is not Manchester City where you can move out 10 players in one summer and know that you have got the money to bring in another 10 it don't work like that it's yeah, a okay. slow Transition and it's it started in January. You know we moved out a load of the deadwood. Yes, some people are moaning that we paid off sections of their contracts. We were going to pay that money anyway, and I'm sure it was in Arsenal's interest financially. But they were going to somewhere. leave. Some were going to leave for free anyway. Yeah, uh, somewhere yeah. along the line, it would have benefited Arsenal to do but that. Otherwise, from a business point, saying, on, no, don't Harry, do this it.
0: is my point of that. Which is my point of that. Eddie, right, uh, with a twenty million pound price tag, is going to get one or two. Clubs after him, same as uh, Lacazette. But if you put a free transfer on his head, he's going to have five, six, seven, eight options. So why would you want to? Why would you want to leave with a year's contract? You might as well okay, hold there. out yeah. to s- for six months and go, for go nothing anywhere and go to, yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they're tearing up your contract. You've got that's that's what I'm saying. You're not thinking ahead. The that's
1: only positive, the only positive that I'll say, the only positive I'll say about this, because. I've not been positive about the on-field stuff, but the off-field stuff of late has really impressed me with Arteta and Edu, it really has. Like, I can't fault it at the moment. William was absolutely shocking, but some of the others have really impressed me. You know, I think Matt Ryan's been a good signing. I think Pablo Marie looks a good player. Cedric's proven to be a good squad player. We've obviously got the likes of Thomas Partey and Gabriel through the door. And of late, we've seen long-term contracts be signed by the right players like Saka and Martinelli. So there is definitely something positive there. I agree with the lead judges. I don't think we're going to have to go and spend 500, 600 million here. You know, listen, I'd love to go and get up on Grealish, Haaland and Zaha, but I don't think that's possible. I don't think we've got the funds for that financially. I think personally, if you look at the players that are on form, that's the players I want to be signing. I agree with Lee about Basuma because he's on form. When they are at Norwich, everyone's turned their nose up, but he's killing it in the Championship. Mm. And was actually quite good, in my opinion, last season. He's not a Xavi or an but he would improve us in what we've got, in my opinion. Edouard at Celtic is but That's the thing. Good. Sorry
3: now to cut across you, Dan. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't particularly want players that cost 100000000 million. You've just hit the nail on the head. I want players that will improve Arsenal, whether they cost £10 million, £20 million, or £30 yeah. million. If, if they I mean. improve us, bring them in.
1: 100% and this is exactly my point and I think that when we look at what Liverpool have done and it's a great example of Andrew Robertson's and Alden, who by the way is a free transfer in the summer if everyone fancies him because I think he's class um, although I think he's going Barcelona there, there's, there's some options out there for us and I think that you know, not looking at Jack Grealish and Zaha is frustrating because I re- they would love to come to Arsenal but I don't think we've got the finances there to back it up it would seem if we're borrowing money off government and stuff and that's frustrating but I don't feel that you can sit there and say that Haaland no chance coming to Arsenal when Thomas Parties just walked through the door, whose side of, that he left the top of La Liga. So the Arsenal don't
2: underestimate the the pull of Arsenal Football Club. Yeah, Partey had a forty five million pound release clause that made it impossible for to, yeah. to turn yeah. it down. You he, know, know exactly. he
1: must have wanted to come, Harry. He must have wanted to come though, surely to Arsenal, surely.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. In terms of wages, yeah. In terms of the contract, what I'm saying is, as a the the club and the player, play. they were they were right. able to do that, but. That was a very different situation because you know that Atletico can't move on the £45 million. Pound. Haaland, I, I, I'll tell you now, I guarantee you, Haaland will not leave Dortmund for anything less than £80 million. Pound. That's the and minimum.
1: Got a release clause, though, is not he? 64000000 million, isn't it? He, really- £64
2: million, You think Arsenal are going to, in this current state. No, I don't. No, I just said, said that. that. £64
1: I think that we, if we had 64 million, I think he would still come to us.
2: Yeah, that's that's different. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I agree if, with if he you. If we can that. afford yeah. him, that's fine. And and the contract between the I'll player and the club, I don't think City. is an issue. I can
1: tell you that now.
2: <laughs> What's that?
1: I can tell you that now. He's going to go Man City. Yeah. <laughs> he's 100%. Well, there you go. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Look, I just want to bring some of these super chats in because we've been so enthralled in the debate. I've, uh, I've missed some of them. This one comes in from Daniel, Hello, mate, the blind gooner. how are you doing mate? Uh, thank you for your kind donations. Uh, much much appreciated. He says, "Evening lads, if the FA simplified the rules and all the referees followed them, VAR would be a success." Absolutely. Um, can't argue with that can and it's really it is so simple. Um it can be so simple. We saw it at the World Cup. I'm sure we've all seen that video of the uh, of the referees in Australia. Um how they run it. Superb. Why, and Kevin Campbell makes Kevin Campbell came in earlier with, with, with the question of the day. Why is it that the Premier League are making all this fluff up about it and the rest of the world can use it? Um, <laughs> do you know? Uh, here we go. Oh, look at this. History has been made. Uh, Josh here. I hope I've made that. I hope I've pronounced that right. Our first member. History. Write that down on a piece of paper. You are first member. Thank you very much indeed. Um, very, very much appreciated. There was another super chat in here that I've got to find because people have a go at me when I don't when I don't read them out. Um, sorry now, please bear with me. I wish there was a function on this where the where the uh, super chats just stayed. Um, we well, could down. Yeah, I could, but see the, the chat moves so quickly. I can't. Mm. I've lost it. I've lost it. Uh, I'm really, really sorry. Um, I saw it come up. Um, oh, Danny's I'm... number two. Danny's number Oh, there's another one. Oh, Danny. <laughs> oh, Danny. Can you bring can I
0: bring that up? Danny's Why, da- Danny apparently is dating a 25-year-old girl that can't cook. Danny? <laughs> yeah, he said so who cares? Yeah, I saw that comment. <laughs> legend.
2: Who
1: cares? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: thank really, you very
1: much he, um, only gets, he only gets up about his time doesn't he Danny <laughs> yeah, yeah he Morning, Danny. Up yet.
3: absolutely um, look I think uh, we're, we're, oh hang on This we're... Caw, you were lucky uh, there uh, yeah, you've, this one Caw, look at this look. thank you very much sir um, much appreciated just I hope I'm saying that right after the summer transfer window didn't Arteta say that he needed five or six players uh, to play in his system? How many players has he got in since all the January outgoing should have gone in the summer? Lee, yeah,
0: I've got to say that this is why the summer is a big is a big thing for us. I think, that you know, that he has said he needs four or five players. I didn't I don't know if if we need as many as that, then fantastic. So, from from my point of view. I think that we've cleared the decks for the summer, and let's see what they're going to do. And, yeah. then, and I, I'm, I'm Harry has convinced me. I know me and Harry, we go out a few times, but we 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 love each other really. He he does make a good point about giving him time and whatever, like you know. And I, I, I I'm in that that boat. I'm not hundred percent sure about Arteta, and is that I want to give him that time because I think that's the way we're going going down the route. So let's see what he does in the summer, and and and. Hopefully, he he starts playing and does the
3: business. Uh, Lovely. Thank you very much for bringing this in. Robin, um, here is that super chat. Thank you very much. Nobody is certain he is the man. He is not proven. Why would they take him? He hasn't delivered a no track record. V-Night and Edu aren't even safe. Um, Oh, who was he talking about? Nobody is certain he is the man. It's got to be Arteta, is it? Yeah, nobody is certain he is the man. He's not even proven. Why would they back him? He hasn't delivered and there's no track record. V9 uh, V9 Edu, that's a bloody good point, Dan, isn't it?
1: Very good point, mate. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's going to be a lot of love for this manager because of uh, what he won us in the summer Um, and because, you know, the FA Cup's great and we all love it and it was great what he did with those those two games against Chelsea and Man City. It was spot on, you know, it really was. I, I was... One lord in him as well because we all were. We all absolutely love what he did for us in the summer. It was fantastic. He got the best out of some of those bang average players, and then after that, I've I've not really seen where we're going from there. And I've started to ask questions around about sort of mm, September, October, then November, December. I was clueless, and then into the new year now, I'm just fed up with it. I'm just I'm I'm done with what we're seeing, and um, that's why I've been a little bit of. You know, I'm fed up with where we're going here and I, I want an experienced manager to take us forward. Um, but I've always kind of wanted that, really. I've always kind of wanted that. What I don't want is to sack Arteta, give the job to Murtisacker and then wait for Henri to come, or Adams or, or, or Vieira. No point. Just keep Arteta. I want there to be a solution for us to take us forward. And I just don't have the faith in this man to take us forward. That's all it is. I hope that changes. Um, and I hope that we start to see the style of the last few games consistently and we start to see us improve. But I just don't have the faith in this man at all. And, you know, people can slate me for it if but, they want. No, no, no. No one's <laughs> going to slate you for it because it's your opinion, mate. But surely,
3: like, even even the, the even the, the biggest Arteta out has got to, in the back of his mind, deep down in his soul, has got to be thinking, God, they've cleared all them players out in January.
1: Yeah. And 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 this is this is true. Oh, Lee judges is <laughs> well
3: Cleared him out. This, this uh, cleared him yeah. out.
1: Yeah, cleared him out. Did um, his router. I said earlier. I said earlier, and I stand by this. What we've gone from being a bit of a mess off the pitch, um, where we were absolutely um, absolutely awful um, before, to being quite good off of it as well now. Because I think if you take away what we're seeing on the field. We've cleared out the mess. We seem to have a plan now in terms of transfers mm-hmm. and recruitment. I've been quite impressed with the majority of them that have come in. And i would give the manager credit for that because are, we, we are led to believe that him and Edu um, like that. But then then I can't get this Arteta hasn't got the players, Arteta hasn't got the players. Because mm-hmm. I think he signed nine and he's asked five on uh, long-term contracts. Well, so I, like, agree, I agree with you there. I, I, I agree with you
3: there. Sorry, Harry. I do agree with you there. Um, but... For someone, for fans who are saying, "No, I'm only playing. I'm only playing devil, devil's advocate here. I'm the one that asks the questions. You two are the ones who are brilliantly answering them." Everything you've just said there, Dan, is that not a process? When well, people this, say, "Show me the process," people want to see it on the pitch. But you've made a really good point there to say that everything that's going on behind the scenes is also the process, and you've yeah, well, seen, an, and you're seeing an improvement.
1: And I, think, and I think that is the pro- – I mean, listen, I've been asking people what is the process for ages because I don't see the process as Mikel Arteta. I see it when Wenger left. I mm. see that that is was the start of the process. Um, but, yeah, you're right. I've been really impressed with off-the-field stuff. The problem I've got is what I'm seeing on the pitch is what matters yes. because it doesn't matter what, how well you do off of it. You've got to get the results because we're in a results business. You so do, of course. I, that's my, my question, Mark, is is this guy got it to – to uh, take us forward and at the moment it would suggest no but I hope that we can start to turn it around because otherwise I wouldn't be an Arsenal fan and I want us to lose and get him sacked and all that I'm not on the Arteta get him out now I hate the guy I'm not like that because I do want him replaced 100% but only for the guy who's going to take us forward and I feel that we need experience because I feel this uh, process or whatever you want to call it everything that's gone on over the last 15 years since we moved to the Emirates is huge for a novice to take forward and I don't think okay. that's fair so I'm asking questions and pointing more questions at the board and the owners I, I think as opposed to Arteta but what I see on the pitch I'm asking the manager because he's responsible for picking the players and asking them to play the way that we are and we're losing football matches quite badly at the moment you know like Wolves and Villa doing the double over us is crazy shows where we are really I suppose well yeah, I I agree with you somewhat there but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say we'd lost the
3: Wolves game badly. I I would say we were got we got screwed against Wolves. Yeah, um, oh yeah, but Harry, I'll come to you on that quick. I'll come to you on what I've just said to Dan and we'll come to Lee on that as well because he's missed that one. Um you know, is that part of, you know, rebuilding, yeah, you
2: know, rebuilding Arsenal? Yeah, of course. There's there's lots of factors to rebuilding Arsenal. First of all, <laughs> you got to bring the players in that you need and Although he's brought in quite a a hefty number of players, I think what you've got to say is that how many of those, or what you've got to think about is how many of those players were brought in with a view to being first-team regulars and how many of those players were brought in at times we were in a little bit of trouble and they were to plug holes. So someone like Cedric has come in clearly as a squad player, not as a first-choice player. Somebody like Pablo Marie has come in to be part of a group of central defenders rather than I think someone that Mikel looks at as a nailed on starter every week. You know, and there's a few others like that. You know, Martin Erdogan's coming on the short term. So that's trying to plug a hole for now for the time being. Um Willian was picked up on a free transfer. Wrong decision in in hindsight, obviously, um, but it was a free transfer. The risk wasn't massive and and he's looked at it as he can help the squad get over the line. So there's that part of it. You know, there's the as as Chris points out in the chat, there's the impact of COVID as well. You know, he's had He's had a a, a disrupted tenure so far. He's not been on the training pitch with his players anywhere near as much in terms of hours as he'd have wanted to in taking the job. Then you've got to think about the the fact that the games are squashed together this season. And, you know, there's been weeks where we've played uh, Saturday and then Tuesday, Saturday and then Tuesday. And, you know, if you, you have a game on Saturday and things go wrong, How much time have you got between Saturday and Tuesday to put that right on the training ground? You know, not very long. So that's another factor that you've got to consider. My point has always been that results, you need them at a club like Arsenal. You will not go very long without getting results. But I do genuinely believe, and you may agree or disagree, I do genuinely believe that in the club's eyes, as long as it's not a complete disaster, they will put up with the lack of results this season if they see things changing. Don't underestimate the turmoil off the pitch, what that's done. You know, we've gone from Gazidis to bringing in Mislintat to Raul Sanlehi to him being found to have done all the dodgy stuff he was done and him being shafted out to bringing in Edu to do one job and him eventually doing another one. You hired Mikel Arteta as a head coach and now he's a manager. And and there's been so much change behind the scenes that that's definitely had a knock-on effect. Mm. And all of those things that I've just mentioned are why... I'm giving him more leeway and more time than I would have given Unai Emery because I feel like he's coming at a period of real change at the club and it's going to take time. That, that's it. It's just going to take time. Like, I don't want to see Arsenal in 10th. Of course I don't. Like I don't None get, like, yeah, exactly, of us know. Exactly. But if that's what we have to do, if we have to take a couple of steps back to clear out the, the shit and it's like, look, if you've got a shitty wall, and you can't be bothered to plaster it. You just paint or put some wallpaper or put a piece of furniture in front of it. It's still a shit wall. We can't just keep keep decorating over things and thinking that we're making them better. The foundations need ripping out. It all needs to be built from scratch, and that's where we're at.
3: Lee, you dropped out there, but we've got a question there coming for you there, mate. Um, And we'll end on this one. Uh, This is from Brandon, AFC TV. Thank you very much for your kind donation, sir. Uh, hi Lee, do you think we uh, actually make the signings we need in the summer, or will we hear the same old excuses, i.e., we can't because of the pandemic?
0: Well, this is the, this is the key. I, I I think that they will. I think that they will make the signings. I, I I really do. I think that they've cleared the decks um, in in January. We've made a, like a couple of street, um loan signings to get us through through to what we want, and I do think that we will make the two or three signings we need. If we don't we're going to be here uh, again you know what i mean like um we we we're going to be in the same position as as harry quite eloquently put it the wall is being repaired at the moment we've got the uh, plaster um being put on which is um and and the renovating work is being done um in in january ready for a paint and a wallpapering in uh, the summer.
3: No, 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 no. We want new plaster. We want new foundations, new plaster, new that's skirt. All in being, board.
0: That's, all, yeah, that's all being done now. And the skirts and yeah. board is being... Oh, Dan, what are you forward. doing? Dan, what are you doing? Oh, uh, my God. Know, you know, Goodness it. me. It's
3: all going to be ready I,
0: for God. the summer.
3: <laughs> Don't put camera back up, please. Oh, my God. Deary me. I thought something was going to happen then. Um, thank you very much. Uh, wish <laughs> thank you very much to everyone who stayed with us um throughout the hour and a half we've been going goodness me Glow, it's just, so quickly um, I, want, I, want, I, want 50 I want overtime 550 five of you uh have stayed with us thank you very much indeed um thank you very much to everyone who's become a member um thank you very much indeed A a member, member, really appreciate I remember, it uh remember, for, for remember, 99 for remember, 99p uh for 99p, you get the slowest membership, and for 99p, you get absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> well, you can get a cheeseburger yeah. for that. Che- cheeseburger, oh, well, well, you yeah, we can, they
0: can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I had a free yeah, one, look, look people yeah. said,
3: you know, all this membership stuff. Look, if it's, it's the same as doing a super chat for me, the same old Arsenal podcast will continue forever and ever and ever for as long as we can do it. Um, if you want to put a super chat in, thank you very much. We massively appreciate it. If you want to become a member, thank you very much. We massively appreciate it. Hopefully going on next year, next season, I hope to make this podcast...
1: What I, can ass- I can't hand. say...
3: Not, not, not more professional, but more professional from my side. I've got a crap camera. I'm sitting in my mother-in-law's old armchair and there's a door behind me. Um, so... I want to climb, kind of make, so you, want a, you know, want a, 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 bit, a what? You want a green door? Do I want a green door? Why, why, why would I want a green door? Lee? I
0: no, like Shaking Stevens behind the green door. Oh,
3: yeah. oh he had a COVID jab today, actually. I saw really? it. He did, yeah. Um...
2: Do you know who that is, Dan? Oh, a bit play. play
0: for uh, Dan's Lighting, man. His <laughs> man yeah, Dan. Ben's do you door. know who that
2: is? Just shaking Stevens. No, but uh, my, oh I mean, my! I mean, you, I mean, you have to get. I my mean, I mean,
1: just gone out. No, I yeah. do know who he is. But my mate has just got out of my lighting. So yeah. I say, my mum my, and dad says. So now I'm still working
3: behind here. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on <laughs> brother. Put a pound in, please. Put a pound, Put a pound in, in, yeah. Put a pound in. So thank you ever so much for all your support. It really means a lot to us. Um, and Green Screen FC. No, I'm not going Green Screen FC. No, no, I'm going a bit more. But I've got plans. For my 40th birthday, I'll tell you the plans, right? This is the plans. For my 40th birthday, Judge sent me a signed Tony Adams book and a signed Arsenal jersey. He probably doesn't... Well, Michelle sent me a signed Arsenal jersey and a signed book. I've got a signed glove that Mark kindly bought me, and I've got a beautiful... No, I'm going to show it to you, actually. Wait, walk off, walk (laughs) off. I actually can't... I actually can't... Oh, well done. Yeah, very good. Anyway, people, people in the chat. People in the chat. At the moment, this is my prize possession. This is a this is a print um, from Ross Baines. He's on Twitter, actually. Ross Baines' art. This is a print that my brother bought me um, of Thierry Henry scoring that uh, famous goal against Leeds. Um, so that's going to go up on the wall as well. It'll all be up on the wall. The shirt, the book will be on a shelf. The glove will be on a shelf. That'll be on a wall, and I'll look like I'm a professional. I've been I've been doing it for years.
1: But Craig, have you got a granite chakra doll? No. no. Where is it? Where is it? is it? Where's
2: granite? Here he is, super granite.
1: I could get one though. I can get Would one. Would you like one? I can send you one. <laughs> yeah. Do you? Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> right. Let's go. Uh, thanks very much indeed. Um, again for all your for all your support. Uh, thank my my thanks to Harry's. My thanks to Harry, of course. Go over and subscribe. Do Go oh, over exactly.
0: and... Born with them, mate. Ball in with
3: them. Oh, there you are. <laughs> uh, go and subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. Uh, making waves, Harry Boy. Radio 5 Live yesterday, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. Thank you, man. Appreciate yep. it. Appreciate making
3: it. waves. Get over there and support him. Dan, uh, we got a team talk this week.
1: Yep, Friday, we will be doing uh, a Leeds preview. Uh, Seven o'clock is your time. We'll see a you later.
0: Yeah, that's very nice of you, Dan. Like, thank you very much. Right, no for that.
1: <laughs> judges. we well, got uh, time for that, mate. <laughs> judges, Adios.
3: Adios. Some, would say, some would say they don't know how I put up with you, but I do.
0: Yeah, uh, we love each other, really. Triangle, has go for really. the pleasure as always.
3: No, I just wish I could call him what I called him off air, but I'm not going (laughs) to, because it will cause too much controversy. Um, For those of you who um, are subscribed to the Goona Talk, I am on the Goona Talk tomorrow at five o'clock. I shall be talking with Mr. Canton. He wants to bring me on because I was the founder of the Goona Talk, and he thought it would be nice for me to go on and have a chat with him. And I said, do you know what? That would be nice. So five o'clock... Friends. yeah 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 podcast friends <laughs> yeah podcast friends so i'll be on the to talk tomorrow at five o'clock thanks to you Good all for time. Time. until we see you again take care of yourselves and each other and up the arsenal
0: sports social podcast network with lucky landslides, you can get lucky just about anywhere
1: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom